Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Brian House, and you're listening to the Work For It podcast. Our primary focus is business in the workshop. And if you want us to see and discuss your work, use the hashtag WFI Projects on Instagram, and we will shout you out and your projects. Did you know you can support our work for as little as $1 a month or $12 a year? Go to patreon.com forward slash work for it to find out more. $12 a year? That's like a burrito. I love burritos. Let's How do, do it. Sound? Hey, what's happened? Wow. <laughs> what's happened? How do we what's... sound? Uh, we sound fantastic, as always. You're oh. listening to the Work For It podcast, old school skedile. We are driving it backwards. We're going off the chain without our man, Mr. Brian Cohn. Dr. Brian Cohn must have picked something up while he was doing his rounds at the hospital because man. he has called in sick today. I didn't even know that was a thing that you could call in sick to a podcast. Well, However, Brian yeah. has managed to do it. You know, so. when, when you've got all those little kids sitting on your lap all day long in your sharp <laughs> suit and your, your big fluffy white beard. He probably you, picked it up from something. one of the elves. I'm, that's what I'm thinking. He picked it up from one of the elves or Mrs. Claus. I don't really know which. I don't know. He said something about a renaissance fair, and I think he just forgot to wear fucking long johns under that kilt. <laughs> Your flap was wide open. And, uh, yeah. You got, you got a little nippy on the buttocks there. Yeah. yeah. See, this is what happens, Brian, when you don't show up to the podcast, you call in sick. All bets are off, man. For, for once, for once, I can get I can get a little payback. <laughs> now is the time. The right. time is now. Give ben Jamin Butler, how you doing, buddy? You doing all right, dude? I am. Yes, actually, I'm. I'm doing good. You sound good. Yeah, I. It's, you know, it's weird. I'm having this big life altering experience coming up, and and I'm actually feeling pretty dang good lately which is i think going to play well uh down the line you know when they trash my immune system it'll be good to at least start from a from a position of high ground <laughs> yeah well and you know it's a it's a huge life change that not a lot of people ever really get a chance to experience now you have gone through the trenches to get where you are now and you've got a little yeah. bit more to go through, but it's it's one of those things where I think I hear hope in your voice, where yeah. not only there. hope for your health improvement, but also for 
your life improvement because you're yeah. getting like kind of a rebirth of, of sorts. I can tell you, you know, I've, I've been on my little social media uh, diet, I guess you'd call it, or purge, I guess is another way to put it. And sabbatical. 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 Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I've somewhat intentionally stayed off a bit and uh, just spending time with the family a lot, you know, and just um, soaking, soaking life in. My, my, my workshop has never been cleaner or more organized, and that's that's just a, a cool feeling. But then in the back of my head, you know, it's like, well, fuck, I'm leaving this thing for six months. Why do I give a shit what it looks like? <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to come back to a mess either, I suppose. Yeah. So, right. Like yeah. my wife's already talking like, could you move that table saw over there? We could get the bikes over there while you're gone. And you know, like, wait, we could put this in there. And I'm like, Hey, She's already she's shot. already selling off your tools. She's like, nah, yeah. Ben ain't gonna make it back here. So we're just gonna get rid of this shit right Jack, now. How, Jack, how much did Dad say that was worth? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, man! Oh, this is morbid. But hey, no, I think I think it's all a uh, it's all great it's news. And be good. yeah, yeah, it's gonna be good. Be good. I, I yeah. and I appreciate the. Yeah. I I don't think anyone will ever be able to say they know exactly how it feels because you're in such a unique position. It's just a weird I, yeah. thing. You're like really maybe a hundred, maybe a hundred folks may potentially more at this point, but um, yeah. you know, it's technically a clinical trial. And so they, they haven't had a ton of folks with Crohn's disease severe enough to warrant, you know, sort of going through a, a full, what do they call it? I, I, albumation or something which is basically a a, a five dollar word for they just shoot your fucking immune system dead <laughs> um, yeah it's crazy so it's, it's crazy weird. that they can even do that that there's the ability to do it. i suppose they do it with cancer patients in a roundabout yep. way but yep yep with yeah. like um uh what, what is it leukemia and the other uh blood cancers yep um they'll yep, do that, that. Yep. Yeah, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, I think, yes. is another yep. one where they yep. can do it. And yeah. uh, but it doesn't usually require a bone marrow transplant. But uh, yeah. we, you know, you know, uh, Doctor Cohn would know more about this than I do. He but, uh, unfortunately obviously. he didn't show up today. But well, uh, anyway, you can't have all the experts all the time. But what's up <laughs> with you? You know what's uh, what's new, oh, man? You want to hear the latest drama? So you know I how do. I worked out getting this fork truck, right? Yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, I, I get it and, uh, pull it into my new space. And the next day I noticed there's like a huge puddle underneath it. Oh, fuck! and so I'm like, oh, it must just, you know, I thought maybe it was just like a fluke or whatever. And then I yep. needed to, uh, use the man basket to like get up to something. So I like drove it over around, you know, had to drive around a little bit inside the space and then I noticed like everywhere I went, I was just, it was, there was a puddle and, and it was <laughs> like, not just a little puddle. Was leaking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the thing was just uh, very incontinent. So, um, oh. and it's, and, and it was, it's hydraulic fluid because it's like clear, you know, it's a, yep. 
Yeah. It's very like, um, easy to. Like uh, semen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know what that tastes like, man. I'm no, not sure how I'm, you understand I'm, that. <laughs> I told it tastes like chicken <laughs> soup. Chicken soup. <laughs> so, uh, of course, I have to get this thing fixed now because I have a truck coming uh-huh. and I need to offload all of the course. parts. And you can't, and like, right? Like your first shipment, you went through all this to get a forklift to right? get there. Like, right. To have it and, down at that moment. Can you imagine? Tragic. So I call a fork truck repair place last week, like midweek, like it was like Wednesday or Thursday about a week ago. And, uh-huh. um, and they're like, okay, you need to fill out this form and this credit application. I don't, I, I don't need any of that. I just need someone to come out and fix this thing. I don't need credit. I don't need <laughs> right. 30 days of anything. Like I said, I'll just pay on demand, like uh, cash on delivery. Uh-huh. The guy's like, okay, well, just fill this out. We need all your information. I send it right back to them. A day goes by. I don't hear anything. I right. call them but up. They and wanted go, all this shit from you, right? And yeah, they want all this like, stuff from me. And then I call them back and I say, all right, I, I sent you all that stuff yesterday. I need a service call. I need to get this truck fixed. And the guy's like, okay, yeah, we can get somebody out to you by Monday or Tuesday of next week, which is this week. So uh, Monday morning rolls around. I hear nothing. So like Monday afternoon, I rang them up and they go, oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? We're going to call you Tuesday morning and uh, we'll get out there and we'll get it fixed for you. Okay, no problem. Tuesday morning rolls around. Nothing. I call Tuesday afternoon. They go, oh, you know what? That technician can't make it out today. So it's going to be sometime Wednesday. And I went, oh, yeah. Okay, so I explained to you originally that I'm not in the space. I have to meet the person there. Yeah. And like I'm rearranging all this stuff to get there. It's like and, waiting on Comcast to come like right? between the and hours of eight and the, they can't come up how, with the time. How how the fuck it, this always blows my mind, whether it's the internet dickhead or the fucking whatever, you know. How is it that these bastards can't just call you? When they're finishing up the job that's before yours. You they're, know, exactly. Like, is that, they don't, that fucking hard? The, the <laughs> customer know? expectation. So so then today rolls around. I still haven't heard anything. They tell me they're going to call me Wednesday morning, which is today. Oh, Jesus. Um, and when you're hearing this, it'll be Thursday. But yeah. And so, of course, on, on, so this afternoon I call and I go, Hey, you know, I'm just checking in again. You said you would call me in the morning. She's like, oh, no, 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 no. She's like, look, the way this works is when the technician is free, he'll just come out to you. And I went, look, you're kidding. I don't really. I said, can you just give me a window? Like, is he going to come out today? Is he going to come out next week? Yeah. So fuck this. The lady goes, no, I get it. You're, you know, you're frustrated because we can't give you a time frame. She's like, you know, this with this pandemic Everybody says that she's blaming oh, the pandemic. She pulled the fucking pandemic. She pulled the pandemic card. Why? Because he's like, got to wear a fucking mask. No, the Is guy didn't like- even wear a mask. He showed up <laughs> this afternoon, by the way. And he was a great guy. Like, in, in fact, I was yeah. really comfortable with him. He was like a super awesome oh, technician. Nice. The guy, you could tell he's like a super nerdy Loves fork truck repair. I don't even know why? how that's a thing, but whatever. Why Loves do I it. have that in my head that that's like the quint? For some reason, like forklift repair seems m- like mafia driven. Or like there's some <laughs> like pre picture I have in my mind. Do do most guys have it on like contract where like so just keep yes. paying money and they show up on demand? No. What? Okay. So like for instance, this particular. Tr- fork truck is made by the company Yale 
and you Uh, have to go through a Yale distribution servicing, or you can hire like a third party, of course, just like with anything. Bob's lifts. Every time I called one of those short, the the small guys, they went, you know, all we're going to do is call Briggs and Briggs is going to come out and do the work. And mm. I was just like, okay, so I'll just call Briggs directly. I talked yeah, to three why? different fork truck places and they were all, they all told me the same thing. Go to Briggs. So I went, you know, all right, fine. I'll call Briggs. So I'll this is the company yeah. I've been dealing with. Now, by the time they got the guy out to me, I was happy. I was like, you know, okay, fine. Yeah. But it was just like, if I ran my computer repair business like this, like you call mm-hmm. me, you, you, you call me up and go, Hey man, uh, I need you to come out and run a wire. Sorry, Karen. Or and I'd tell Sorry, you, Hey Karen. Ben, <laughs> you um, I'm going to be there sometime between <laughs> October 5th and October 17th. I cannot give you an exact time frame, nor can I tell you how much it's going to cost you. Right. And you know. won't know until I hand you the bill. That's how know, this Karen. is done. I, I know. I know you got to post your recipes. But you're just going to have to wait. I would be completely out of business if I told my customers that. Like it was, it would just, I would never, I wouldn't even have lasted a month. So repair industry is unique in that regard, right? Correct. So, but not apparently forklift repair. See, like the thing in your head Mm. about it being like mafia run makes sense because they're just like, it's like garbage pickup, right? They control you. They control you. you. You don't have any say in this. No. You're just the customer. Well, you know, yeah. and by the time I'm out the door, I'm going to be a couple of grand. And, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. I have to pay for this service. I'm paying yeah. to be this annoyed, you know? But, so. but they got you by the freaking short hairs, right? Because you and the, need and the them. Reason is, they don't, they don't fucking need you. The, if this a, was something else, right. If this was something else, like uh, an engine issue or say a tire or, you know, something along those lines, a well, yeah. something cracked, I could fix that. This is a hydraulic cylinder and it blew a seal, right? And you need, I don't know, maybe somebody out there can tell me how to do it. Uh, Who knows? The guy did say he had to order it. So he's, so get this. It took all this time to get this guy out there today. He was there for 20 minutes and he's like, oh "Oh, yeah, I got to, I got to order the kit. I got to get this. I got to get that. You need some hoses. Flavor of grease and rubber or uh, liquid gasket material and all that shit. Yeah. All the things. And then, so I told him, I'm like, look. Like surgery. Since it was so difficult to get you out here, just go through the whole machine. Like, tell me yeah, everything right. that's wrong with it now, and then we'll and schedule just, the next fucking appointment. Just fix it now. Right. I mean, like, I don't even want to deal with this. And he there says, I'll tell you right now. He goes, this is a great Ford truck. You got a great deal on it. And he's like, you know, you paid a little bit uh, more than normal, but that's because of the pandemic, you know, they're hard to find. Sure. And he said, but this is like a, you know, he's like, this thing's going to run for another 10, 15 years. He's like, as long as you do these items. So he gave me a list of things to do. They're going to replace the hoses and the, oh, nice. you know, all, all the, the flux capacitor needs to be replaced, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And set it back we'll, to 85. And- exactly. So then yeah. by the time yeah. he's done with it, which I a hundred percent have confidence, this guy knows what he's doing because. When he nice. walked in, he's like, "Yeah, uh, yeah, this is uh, this is a 1994 Yale GLP 060," and he was like, "Going like he knew, like nice. he was just he nice. was on it, you know." And that's the guy you want working on your shit, right? Yeah. The guy that yeah. like just is passionate about his work and can fix it. He's like, "I got a 15,000 pound bottle jack that'll lift this thing <laughs> right off the ground." And 
just no problem. We're going to be able to pull that cylinder right out. He's like, see these four bolts right here? You pull these four bolts out. You just, oh, this whole thing just pops right out. He's like, it's going to take me longer to get set up than it is to actually do the work. You know? so, and I'm just going like that. I'm nodding my head going, yeah, right. I'm into it. Yeah, I This guy, yeah, this is buddy. the guy to fix this four truck. And, uh, sword yeah. fight him. <laughs> He's got a calculator in his pocket. The whole thing, man. I'm telling you, screwdrivers. It's it's a thing. I was listening to, uh, have you ever listened to the Fits All podcast? Uh, You know, I never have. That's one I, Jimmy Jimmy Duresta's on that, right? Yeah, Duresta, uh, Andrew Alexander, Blacksmith Tools, and uh, what's his name up in Canada? Um, Oh, Jiminy Christmas. He's What's the he guy do? that does all the restoration stuff? Um, oh, uh, not uh, um, uh, hand tool rescue. That yes, guy? hand tool rescue. He's a yeah. lunatic. Um, but well, so Jimmy for a while, well, he, he never had a forklift, and he you know he's got like six massive shops or whatever the hell he's got, and Andrew was always giving him giving him shit, you know, like buy a fucking fork truck, man, and. Uh, Jimmy for the longest time was trying to get a freebie, you know, through, through Instagram, <laughs> which it's, it is funny because I don't know if you ever noticed, but for a guy that makes as many things as he makes and has as big of a cult following as he has, he doesn't get shit for freebies. I yeah. Mean, you know, like, no, yeah. People aren't throwing stuff at him. I don't know why no, they should be. Uh, no tool company that sponsors him or, you know, he doesn't have a tool company backing him or anything like that. But, but what, one of the things they were saying and, and, uh, made me think of you mentioning, you know, 10 to 15 year, uh, 10 to 15 years left on your forklift, you know, when Jimmy bought this kind of rundown older machine and, you know, Jimmy's like, yeah, I'm going to probably upgrade it, you know, a couple years. Well, this is a temporary thing. And, Andrew said right away, you know, he's like, you're never getting rid of it. You know, <laughs> like the, it, they, they never die. Why the hell would you upgrade? It lifts and moves <laughs> shit. You know, he's like, don't be a fucking moron. You don't need a big, shiny new forklift. You need a forklift to pick shit up and moves it around. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But uh, one of the things Jimmy said, and, and I never thought about it this way, but He's got all of his stuff on pallets and basically his entire shop is reconfigurable in about a half an hour, you know? So he said, you know, they have a lot of stuff that's sort of stacked up in the back where normally you'd look at it and say like, man, this place is just a shithole. Everything's all haphazard and everywhere. He said, once you realize that you've got a forklift and you can literally move a bridge port you know, wherever the hell you want it. He's like, why not just go grab the bridge port and bring it out front and center and use it there for an hour and then put it back. (laughs) This was my exact like thought process when I was buying a fork truck. It was like, this is the most, and it's already proven itself to be super handy because I did something super sketchy because I needed to run. I'm putting a sub panel in, in my shop. And I needed to run a piece of conduit from one end of the shop to the exact polar opposite of the Mm. shop. So it's like a, it's a hundred feet of cable and um, it needs to be in a big uh, one inch um, uh, conduit. Right. And I'm running it. Junction box. Uh, (laughs) You know what? I didn't, (laughs) 
No, you know what? I didn't do any boxes. I did no boxes. There so it's go. all nice. one straight, straight run. run. There's nothing, yep. nothing Home to run, it. Home run, baby. Nothing to it but to do it. And what happened was <laughs> is that the fork truck was super handy because in the man basket, right? So I would yeah. I would drive the fork truck up to where I needed to work. I would lift oh, the man yeah. basket up to the top, and then I would put a ladder <clears throat> up to it and then I would climb up on the ladder and then I just work out of the man basket yep. and it was man freaking amazing it's like having like a like one of those uh things that Andrew Camerata has he drives around where it's, it's like a oh, yeah. lift basket but it's like it's got forks <coughs> on it the whole thing it was awesome now the one downside is you cannot control it from the man basket up top you oh. have to climb back down you, you know get a um, really long joystick you know yeah exactly right <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I would I imagine remember. they make those, right? They must make to. that. They it must. has to, like a um, a kit, right? Where you, yeah, like a smart home kit for your for your fifty year old fork truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you stand up there with like a little Xbox you controller, asked, you, you can Bluetooth yeah. into it. You, you know? should I mean. ask Chubbuck when he was there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and get this, and I'm not making this up. When he called me, he told me his name was Mike. But when he got there, the name on his tag was Skippy. Ah. <laughs> and he goes, and I call, hey, Mike, yeah, good to see you. Nice to meet you. I shook his yeah. hand and he goes, you know, everybody calls me Skippy. Everybody calls me Skippy. Sure they do. Especially I knew the ladies. That, I should have known that. I heard better. there's a lady working in this office. Where's she at? <laughs> uh, and, and exactly the way you're picturing him is yeah, the exact is. way he is, except he's probably a lot thinner and he smelled Good a lot Florida like cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And he had the sunburned forehead to prove it. I mean, it he's was. Gonna, he's a future owner of a of a haunted shop somewhere in Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's got a prison record somewhere for something yeah, silly, right. but you know. But yeah, no. It was a. It, I'm glad that I'm getting it handled. Oh. I'm not glad that I have to do it right off the bat. I wish I didn't have to well, put any money a, into this. It's stupid a big thing, bullet but. to bite, but you know, I I can remember so high school i was working for a contractor i worked for the guy well i think it was well junior year i mowed mowed greens on the golf course must have been senior year i started working for him and then i worked worked for him all through college summers and breaks and whatever else and uh in town there was a convent you know catholic nunnery uh for the benedictine sisters uh small town like maybe eight to ten thousand people but i had three catholic churches and this huge convent i mean we're talking oh gosh i i don't know if you added it all up but it it had a whole dormitory i mean at one point there was maybe 200 nuns living in this thing and they had a ceramic shop they had all this shit but we got hired one summer to replace all the windows in this place and so we literally got to see every fucking room in this place. It was just insanity. But on the church side, so it actually connected to the church. On the church side, you were up like six stories tall. But then the thing sat on a hillside. And of course, you know, cheap small town contractor. He didn't have a high lift or a fork lift or, you know, anything that could lift anything. We we set up scaffold you know and i can remember being six seven clicks up in the air you know 
it was it was insanity <laughs> just absolute and, and, and you're hanging windows and removing yeah, and windows exactly so there'd be like one some bitch inside the convent you know let me hand it out all right hold on ben you know and you got you know it took you six days to hump a two by 12 to the top to actually stand on it you know <laughs> so like to do to do shit that way for for forever and a day you know to have a, a lift the amount of time money and energy that thing will save you in the long run is going to be massive Just and i had massive. the same thought about moving things around too because i was like <laughs> you know what if i That's if i neat. If I really wanted to, you know, like you said, you could pick just, that thing will pick yeah. anything up. I mean, it's a six thousand. If you had enough, capacity. like really big machines, you know, and that's where a guy like Jimmy with fucking printing presses and bridge ports and lathes. He's got a lot of heavy steel. Yeah, heavy, heavy steel heavy machines. Metal, yeah. yeah, I don't have anything anywhere near that, but like, I it would be nice to be able to move stuff if I could. But uh, yeah, you pull your yeah. car in and put it up on the <laughs> shelf and get it out of the way. Exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I, I thought about that. I'm like, this thing could probably pick up my car. I, I that got a is garage insane. on the ceiling. <laughs> well, I also thought well the the plan for the new space is that i'm putting i-beams on the one half of it and then there's gonna be a loft up there and nice. in that loft that's where the um sub panels for what that's for is to you know run outlets and um have 220 up there and whatever but i also thought about like uh for instance having my parts processing up there because there's really no reason why i should have all of that down on the ground and True. Um, I want to be able to put, you know, my, my big tumbler shaker up there. Yeah. Well, that big tumbler shaker, there'd be no way to get that up there or an air compressor up there without a fork truck just wouldn't be able to uh, happen. So, you know, pallets would come in, we would, and we would take them off the truck and then they would go immediately up into the loft and then get processed up there and then put in bins. Yeah. But up and out of the way, because the point of that space really is to be my workshop where I'm building, yep. creating and filming content. Whereas yeah. the parts component of it is very small. Like I can yeah. have 200 kits in about a hundred square feet because it's flat packed. So it, I don't need yep. much, but the processing component of it is, you know, the tumbler, the shaker, the cleaners and all the stuff. Yep. It's just, you know, there's no reason to have it down on the ground. So fork truck makes all that possible. So we are yeah. definitely getting close to um, coming up with a name for it too. I'm really heavily leaning towards Atlas. And I think it was, I think I it was like Mackenzie. It. Yeah, me too. I love it. Um, uh, Mackenzie Overlander was the one yeah, that yeah. made that comment. And um, because he's helping me out, I'm doing some laser etching for him. And nice. he probably won't know it until he listens to this, uh, I, but um, I already digitized his logo and and am um, custom oh, lasering it. I, I had the uh, if you want to hear some geeky laser shit, um, yes, let me tell you I a do. quick quick I've been looking story. At lasers because yeah, it's a, yeah. I get this question all the time about the laser. You know, like what kind of laser do you use and whatever. It's a JPT, so there's different kinds of lasers out there. They're all kind of made in the same place, but mine is a JPT. 50 watt fiber laser that has a 300 millimeter wide lens on it that will, um, you know, it'll shoot a 300 millimeter square basically. Uh, and it, it, so I, let me tell you this weird story. So I, all my parts get the D plate gets laser etched, right? So yep. the D plate gets laser etched with the house made logo. And yep. 
One day I throw a D plate into the laser etcher. I hit laser etch. I walk away and I come back and it's like someone took like Jimmy Duresta's uh, stencil and spray painted black paint. And oh, but it was my logo. Splatter? No, no. But it was like my logo. Like it was a oh, okay. perfect, a perfectly huh. painted rendition of the house made logo. Weird. And I'm like, that's never happened before. What did, what's different? You know, and I'm checking all my settings. I'm looking through everything and I, I, and I'm like, well, let's try another one. So I try another one. Bang. It does it, you know? And I'm, I mean, it's so clean, Ben, you can run your thumb yeah. over it and you can't even feel it. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's it? perfect. It's like, and, and like the thing that I think I always, I don't know. I always, I always go back to like who came up with this shit. Right? Yeah, like, who thinks this up? Like, what? How does how does a you, light beam create right. this perfectly black painted have, surface? Uh, and it blew my mind. So then the next day, I you know I shut everything down. I come in. Uh, next day, I have to laser etch more plates. I throw it in there, and it goes back to the way it used to be, which is kind of like a almost like a flat, uh, but it's yeah. a deeper etch. It's flat. And so I'm sitting here trying to figure it, it go- out. How deep does it go? It goes about, it can go as deep as you really want it to. It right. would just take a ton of time. It will cut all the yep. way through it. But um, yeah, yeah. Uh, this particular etch is about a millimeter deep. So like okay. it, there's three different passes. Mm. So it does an initial pass, which yeah, is a cutting pass. Wow. And yeah. And then, and then it does another pass. That's like kind of a cleanup. And then it does a colorization pass. So you can, okay. you can put a, you could even do Texturizing. red. And, yeah. You can do all kinds of stuff with it's really interesting and i'm for the life of me i can't figure out how i made this mistake and it was like a happy little mistake so i started the process of learning more about this machine and trying to really figure this out and do you want to know what i i've i'm now able to recreate it and you know what it was did you rasterize instead of vectorize no it had nothing to do with that So when you, when you buy this machine, there's a little laser pointer on it that will Uh auto focus the machine. Oh, it lost focus. It lost focus. So what happened was I was etching me about every hour. Yeah. Maybe 15 (laughs) minutes some days. (laughs) Yeah. It's like me. It loses focus a lot. So uh, sorry. Whoa. (laughs) What'd you say? What were we talking about? So, so I realized what I had done was I was laser etching the kit for Greg's garage. Okay. Uh And I had set in a piece of steel that was a little taller than the uh the normal stuff that i etch which is like three eighths of an inch thick yeah and then and then so i went i measured the logo and i noticed it was off by a millimeter and i went holy shit it's smaller yeah so or it's bigger so i went it must have been out of focus so now i'm determining like how out of focus like what what you know do how much do i need to go i go up 10 millimeters just to see like you know all right yeah and it's damn near perfect i mean it's like a painted surface it's at and you can't rub it off it doesn't come off you can barely grind it off i even put it on the grinder and i took a scotch bright to it and it won't come off so i was like you know what oh yeah so change the chemical makeup of the the steel it it basically what it's doing is it's annealing the surface of the steel and converting the carbon via heat 
in a perfectly pattern. It's unbelievable. So anyway, Mackenzie Overlander sent me his logo. I digitized it and I ran a test to see if I could do it with his logo too. And sure as shit, I was able to do it. So I'm going to make you some cool stuff. And um, because naming the, the, the fork truck, this is the thing I love about the community is that when I need something, I just post it and I get a yeah. hundred answers back and they're all decent. And the, the naming of the thing was Atlas yeah. is just perfect from uh, a oh, million man, so different many. standpoints. Yep. There's a really great, great clutch song too, where they, they um, anyway, yes. one of my favorite bands. So it just ties in. So we're going to do something really cool. Once the, once the truck is finished, we're going to make some uh, plasma cut lettering for the back end and we're going to weld it to that big ass bad uh, yeah so we're going to make a really cool atlas like sort of bump like for the thing globe i think oh the, yeah well i'll have know, sarah like make the, up a globe um, like atlas shrug. like the gladiator american gladiator globe that's like yes i love the it. frame you know i love um, it yeah speaking of globe and cnc operations did you see frank howarth's video on where he CNC slash turned a fucking globe. The amount I of did math. Not. Oh my God. Where did he post this out. at? YouTube? Oh, uh, it's Frank. Uh, yeah, YouTube. Uh, Frank H O W A R T H. It is how to wood turn the earth. All right. And I'm telling you, man, like. The guy's a fucking genius. I'm and looking I knew it up that, right now. He's he's really cool. I've been playing oh, so it. much with the shop bot, you know, just but similar to you, like just you serendipitously hit these things where you go like, Whoa, that's fucking cool. Total Holy accident. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Total. And, you, and then you don't know how you did it because it's like, wait yeah. a minute, how the fuck did I do this? Well blew my mind. For the long like maybe not the longest time I haven't had the machine that long, but, but when I feel like when you first get a CNC powered machine, there's a mystique about it where you treat it somehow differently than any other tool in your shop. Right. And, and I think I've now turned the corner to where the CNC to me is just like a, uh, uh, planer or a jointer or a table saw or a whatever i've started That's because you've it. dis you've you've removed the mystery from yeah it. I, you, I you understand it now understand it and i can use it like the other day where i sent you guys that picture you know i've got a 60 inch tabletop on a 36 inch cnc bed flattening the damn thing <laughs> you know and i'm like it's freaking awesome you know, and it worked, uh, which is kind of crazy. But just th- those neat little things that you come across and you're just like, man, this is like the power that's there. I made wooden drawer slides the other day and I was kind of dinking around. Um, what's his name from iBuildIt.ca, grouchy old, what's his face, the woodworker. He had a, a design online and uh did a video on it where you know why pay 30 bucks for a set of drawer slides for making shop cabinets yeah that's an interesting concept that in so, fact that would be a really good youtube video yeah it's gonna for be for you to make because it's gonna be yeah. i will tell you this <clears throat> drawer slides are expensive i mean if you just go and buy one right yeah 
if it's for a shop uh a workbench type scenario yeah, you don't why? need the soft clothes you don't no. need all the stupid but even stuff. still you're at save 16 bucks you know 13 to 16 bucks depending and for a set I, yeah you're yeah. it's ridiculous it's crazy with this it you is. need about well depending on how deep your drawers are my my drawers template, are pretty deep yeah, well, you know, just that third leg. <laughs> it's got to be pretty deep. <laughs> Got deep pockets. <laughs> yeah, well, I own a fork truck. You have to have deep pockets. Right, Apparently, yeah. to own one of these damn things. Either that or I'm going to start recording the podcast from inside protector. the cab. I need to feel like I'm getting the value out of the damn thing. I'm like, yeah. oh, look, I, I set up a podcasting platform right here inside my fork truck because yeah. you know. <laughs> I'm feeling a little ripped off. Why not? <laughs> we are coming to you live from the man basket. Atlas. <laughs> They're going to change the name of the podcast to the man basket. <laughs> right. The man basket. <laughs> oh, man. I think of the possibilities, man. Today in the man basket. <laughs> and all these weird men following me on Instagram all of a sudden. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right hey all right so switching gears real quick have you taken yeah. a look at the um uh wfi projects hashtag at all recently i was because on there last night a bit 584 posts at this man time. it's it's, it's huge blowing it's blowing up. up i love it i i'm gonna just pick uh, uh right now i'm gonna pick out um kawa Jeanette. she's doing the the hand carving yes. of the spoons and Phenomenal. I say this every time that I like to see more than just knife making because I'm seeing yeah. so much of it now that I'm like, you know, the algorithm just keeps feeding me knives, which I love. And I'm totally inspired by sure. it. When you see a, a hand carved uh, spoon and, she, and one of the things I really loved about this, her pieces is that she's doing the um, she's doing flame treatments of the wood. So she's darkening yeah. the wood yeah. using heat. And nope. I just find that fascinating. So you're, you're doing a great job, Kyle Jeanette. I appreciate you posting and tagging WFI projects and being, you are the only woman other than my wife that listens to the podcast. So, Ooh. oh, and Brian Cohn, by the way. And, and, and Brian, and Brian <laughs> <laughs> There's two. You mean his wife? <laughs> I just got a jab. I'm just, I'm in a jabbing mood. I just got to stab him it. from far away. I just, I, Brian, so I'm sorry. Speaking of, speaking of people poking at, at our, our, our man B. Cohn, Entiat River Forge is throwing down the water bottle challenge. Did you see that? Oh, one? I did see that. That was yeah, fantastic. He called yeah. Him he tagged him out. Him yeah. I love called it. I love it. I love out. it. He says, here's my attempt. I was shooting for 10. But I don't think it sliced all the way through the last one, so I'll take nine. So that's a lot of water if, bottles, by the way. If you've ever tried no to slice a water, I don't know that my arm could stay on that trajectory that long. And know, and do me a favor, if you haven't watched uh, Noah's video, Noah is is Entiat River Forge. Turn it on yeah. with the audio. And then watch it one time and then close your ears and imagine it as like uh, since it's October, imagine it like blood. It sounds like uh, like kill a scene in Kill Bill or something. It just sounds like he's slicing open something. Braveheart. Yeah. Just gutting something. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent video. I love it. And then he 
he does this move at the end where he like flicks the water off, you know, like he's snapping yeah. a, a can of snuff. Every time I watch it, I swear to God, he's going to like throw the fucking knife at the concrete. And, it, you know, like, <laughs> it looks like he's mad or something like piece of shit. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, don't, no, don't let go. Yeah, it's a great looking blade, too. It's a curly maple it handle. And it's just unbelievable. He's been making some great stuff. Um, just really, really sharp hunters and just some good looking knives. Excellent, excellent work, Noah. So, yeah, yeah, I did see that. That's fantastic. Um, Ben's Bites is actually turning pens now, which I thought was pretty pens cool. Pens Bites. I like Pen- it. <laughs> pens Bites. <laughs> you pulled that right out of your hat. I love it. I, I did not think about that. That's true. Oh, um, and and then, also, uh, uh, Jason... <laughs> From Aru Bladeworks, so A R O O underscore Bladeworks, uh, slicing up some sushi, and then also he has a. I'd have to find it, but he did a um, a, a stand for his anvil, and it's uh, it in my feed. It's up near the top, like it's one of the top uh, posts uh, because uh-huh. it's got so many likes on it. But it's um, he made a really cool hammer rack, and then so he, there's some woodworking involved in this. But he's got a really cool old Acme 102 anvil. Um, looks uh-huh. like a farrier's anvil or whatever. But it's it's just a really cool piece. So I'm going to totally build one of these uh, for my new anvil. Uh, new to me, anyway. It's a Peter Wright, old Peter Wright anvil. But, uh, Peter. Peter Wright, yep. And, Peter, uh, the Peter is always right. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. The Peter is always right. So he hey, did eat some. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. How's bald man? Is that a is that a uh, hammered on touch mark there that I'm seeing on his stonewashed? That is an excellent question. I don't think you could get at that logo. Yeah, it looks like a fucking typewriter did it. Clear. You know, like yeah, I think perfect. it's got to be etched. I'm pretty sure it's yeah. an etched logo. But I did so, see him this weekend. He came nice. to my new shop and helped me run. Um, or put in outlets, all those outlets that I was putting in. And we, um, yeah. he, he stayed until we were about three quarters of the way done. And then I finished, uh, the next day I went back nice. and finished everything up. So now the entire shop has a set of four outlets four one ten outlets, every 52 inches and has Ooh. four, uh, 40 amp two twenty uh, outlets staggered throughout that. Yeah. Yeah, badass is right. Nice. You're never going to ever, ever, ever want an outlet in that place. You'll never be <clears throat> looking for one. That's huge, man. That's Just huge. Huge. Um, well, I was looking at this, at Bald Man here, because did you see, um, oh, what's his face uh, from over the pond doing the brass? Uh, uh Oh, tumbled brass finish. Oh, you're talking about dies in every film. Oh, uh, dies owner, in every owner. film. Yeah. Owner, owner Kaglar, yeah. yeah. Uh, is that a common technique? I'd never seen that before. Never in my life I'd seen it. He's done some really casings. cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He he is he's a really cool dude. Um he always thinks outside the box like me. He's yeah. one of those guys that comes up with stuff. He must sit around and just think about, you know, the content that he creates. And yeah. he does a lot of it because of 
you know, for views. I mean, he's a content creator, yep. but he's also an extremely talented maker. He's crazy talented. So he yeah. puts it all together and he comes up with this really insanely cool stuff. He's the just... brass tumbling thing, though, is a thing that actually people that reload uh, shells do, but they don't put yeah, anything right. in it. You know, they, so yep. he's kind of you, you lot, they use a tumbler to clean them, but then yep. he's just throwing knives in there to get an interesting look. Which I think yeah, cool. we used to tum- we, uh, we used to reload a bit and had a had a small tumbler and would tumble, you know, like you said, just to kind of. I don't. It's been so long since I reloaded any shells, but um, I thought that was pretty damn cool how he he did that. He's got such a playful approach. I guess is probably the best way I could put it, right? Where Until you like, piss him off, and then he'll, he'll yeah, they'll snap he, your neck. Right. <laughs> I know it's 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 crazy. Like yeah, to look at him, you. You'd think he's gonna, you know, he's like the lifelong soldier, but. Have you ever seen those videos on the internet where there's like a a fence and two dogs are like snarling and barking at each other through the fence and then they open the fence and the two dogs are totally like. Right. Uh, like, hey, what's up, dude? <laughs> I think of that all the time when people poke at owner because uh-huh. it's like it's like you would never do this if the gate yep. was wide open. If you're standing right in front of him, you would exactly. never approach that man in that way. <laughs> but he's but in in the same regard, right? Like when he's behind that gate, he's the guard dog. But you open it up, and he's like fucking old yeller. You yeah, know, like, hey, yeah. Ah, how's it going, boys? You know, just yeah. total chill, whatever. And while we're at it, you got to go out and listen to the Toby Fire and Steel. I don't know if they changed yes, the name of it yet, show. but that's an excellent podcast. So if you if you're into podcasts and you haven't listened to Toby Fire and Steel, it's Toby, uh, who's in he's an Australian, but he now lives in the UK. And then you have owner Kaglar from Dies in Every Film, who I believe is Turkish. But he grew up in the UK, so you got transplants from both ends. But the show is really, really great. It's it's an excellent piece of uh, audio content, and I think they produce it every week. I think Toby does it every week. Uh, Nearly positive, yeah. I've I've really taken a liking to it. I've been tuning in pretty religiously. Good, really good podcasting lately. I feel like Um, this time of year, everybody starts getting more consistent, you know, and. Kind of why is that is that because summer's over people are taking I, the summer yeah. and relaxing this a little is bit? workshop season right for like the hobbyists guys true. like me i mean this is awesome like in a normal year uh between the end of august middle of september and say march or april i'm gonna get more time in my shop than any other time of the year right it's fucking dark at 4 30 uh, you know, this is a good point. I never thought about it like that. See, I live on another planet called Florida where we yeah. don't see these yep. swings anymore. Like I grew up in Illinois, but you're right in Illinois, right around this time, I was starting to get into my workshop a lot more because I was making stuff for people for Christmas. Yep, so I started to like really produce things. Yep. But, and speaking of which I will be producing 50 unique Christmas gifts, uh, this year. Nice. Uh, with uh, Sarah and Sarah and I are working on this together. We've got a couple of really cool things happening for the Christmas season this year. Number one, we're going to come out with an entirely new, like about four or five new designs for t-shirts. And we're going to have, um, 
they're really cool designs. It's hard to explain. I will release. We're actually going to release a sticker pack first with all the designs and just nice. kind of see what everybody thinks about them. If they like them, then yeah. we're going to turn them into t-shirts. So we're going to do that. And then also we are going to be doing something with used horseshoes. So there's, um, and I, I won't like, I can't, I'm not going to go into the whole thing just yet. You'll see a bunch of social media that'll swirl around it. But what nice. we've, we've come up with is, uh, a concept that we're going to make, um, unique gifts using used up horseshoes from a nice. farrier and out yep. in Arizona. And then, and we're going to, and there'll only be 50 of them made. So it'll be a really super unique gift that somebody like in our sphere would buy and give away basically. Yeah, so yeah. like, who do you, who Very do you give cool. this thing to? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> be on the lookout for that. And then, yeah. um, what else we got in the works? Really? That, that's just it. I mean, I've, I also have a big long story about my website going down. My website went down, oh, but I'll bring that up the next, the neat. next round. And it was right around the same time uh, Facebook and Instagram went down. So th yeah, I have somehow, so, they're all tied together and I don't really know how or why it occurred. But mm -hmm. when Instagram and Facebook went down, AWS, my website was, well, that's what I thought too, was Amazon's web services went down, but the, Amazon seemed to be working fine. Here's what I, it, here's what would happen. My website, you could get on it, you could shop. And then as soon as you would try to add something to the cart, the site would take a shit and it would not allow that. Huh. Yeah. So, uh, working with Shopify, which was extremely, um, frustrating, they did not actually come up with a, a fix for me. Uh, and then they wrote it off. Like I was the only one having this problem when in turn later I would find out I was not the only one. That everybody and their brother had it. Right. Exactly. And so huh. we ended up solving it. So we fixed it on our own and got it back up and running. So we were able to take oh, orders again, but we had almost a day and a half where we could not take orders ah, and hurts. that, and it did hurt. It hurt. I mean, yeah. it was terrible. I mean, it, it crushed our numbers already for October. And I was just like, this is, this is stupid. Like, why did this happen? I get it though. Things happen. <laughs> Not everything can be perfect all the time. Um, right. You know, well, so. speaking of internet and uh, <laughs> laughing last, well, last time I was on the show, right. Bragging my internet up and then it, it shit. The day. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot then, about that. Let's talk about that. man. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of a wild day. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So that happened and, um, like your I internet was, straight up went, oh, dead. it just tits <laughs> up. I mean, total tango fucking. Oh my uniform. God. But then the kind of the craziest part was, so I had, I was approached by, um, a company sawblade.com. And so they make, uh, bandsaw blades. I've, I've bought, I don't have much of a bandsaw, but I've, I've always bought my bandsaw blades from them from back in the day. Izzy Swan recommended them as a good place to get solid bandsaw blades. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. At affordable prices. And what's always been kind of cool is that I ordered once, 10, 10 fucking years ago, right? Once a month. Somebody from the team calls me up. Hi, Mr. Butler. Just wondering if you need any blades, you know, this month. And, you know, treating me like I'm this huge shop, you know. like And, and, and tell me again how much you d- were spending with them. Four not- fucking blades a year, you know. Like, wow. Not much. But their service has been so good. And um, anyway, they're putting together a series called The Makers. And they are uh, basically doing profiles on makers from across the country. And they sent a videographer to my shop. And it was absolutely insane. It was crazy. Um, This guy, uh, Jeremy Cross from, I think it's SoCo Studio or something is the name of his little one-man production company. But... uh, Right, my so my internet shit the bed. I lost connection with you guys, and then Jeremy shows up and literally turns my fucking workshop into a television studio for the next. How freaking cool <laughs> is that, dude? I cannot <laughs> wait to really see this thing come neat. out. How neat is that, man? Yeah. So, and then they're. I guess they're gonna start. Uh, they're also starting a podcast, and so everybody that they profile. Um, we'll uh, have an episode of the podcast as well where you get to learn more about the maker uh, and sort of their story. But he was here uh, probably about four hours, I guess. He. I don't get jealous that often, but I'm very jealous of this. It was this, neat. Is, this is I, making me jealous. I love I this. Say, I love I this. Blown away. So he, I, I didn't think we were going to be able to make it work. And when he and I had initially talked, you know, I said, well, I got this big, big medical thing coming up and he's like yeah october's about my only opening and i was like well you know let's be in touch and then we just kind of lost lost contact well there's a uh another woodworker here in town sarah sawdust she makes some phenomenal like um, what a great name sarah sawdust yeah, was she born with that name aces. or is, it, is I, that uh was I that think, given to her name i think she gave it to herself ah i, <laughs> I was like wow she, who's got the last name with sawdust yeah she she does some <laughs> really cool uh, like and antarsia they call it i think where it's like 
you create a, a picture with pieces of wood kind of thing. Oh, uh, like yeah, I have seen that. Yeah, 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 I've seen that, yeah. Um, well, he interviewed her that morning, and the day before he was going to interview her, she made a post saying, oh, I got Jeremy coming to my shop tomorrow to make this video. It's like really crazy. I'm all excited. And I'm like, well, fuck me. Jeremy better get his butt over to my shop <laughs> when he's done with Sarah. <laughs> so I, call, I called him up and I'm like, hey, are you in Boise? He's like, well, I'm getting there tonight. I said, well, what are you doing after you're done shooting video with Sarah? He's like, well, I guess I'm coming to your shop now. <laughs> he's like, he's like, after all, you were the reason that I was coming to Idaho. I had to go find some other makers to, to oh film <laughs> since I already had a ticket. So it's freaking great. He, yeah, so he shot video at my shop, at Sarah's shop, and then this other guy. Um, oh, gosh, I'll have to look him up. I didn't even know about this other guy. And then I'm like, man, this guy's phenomenal. Um it's like something monkey. Um, but anyway, uh, M-O-N-K-E-H-A-U-S, Monkey House. Okay, and, all right. Uh, he makes some phenomenal walnut consoles and uh, like cabinetry and kind of uh, mid-century modern-esque uh, style to it, but really cool, cool dude, so... Uh, probably a couple months and that video will be coming out and, uh, that's been, that's been really kind of cool. Dude, that's amazing. Congratulations on that. Thank I, you. I just think that is such a neat thing. I, I don't it buy really enough is. saw blades to really warrant anything because I, you know, I just yeah. don't, you know, I, but here's but, the thing. So they're, they're making a huge push part of this whole send in a one man production company out. They're making a push because they want to serve the small maker in a hobby shop uh, just as well as they serve their big, bigger sort of corporate sort of partners. And so that's kind of the idea is they're launching this whole new focus on, you know, we don't care if you buy one saw blade a year, we're going to give you the same treatment as we give our you know, our, our biggest and baddest customers ordering 10 bandsaw blades a, a week, you know? So, and I got to say like religiously to the point where I was getting annoyed at one point, you know, like quit fucking calling me, but you don't see service like that. You, you really don't. You, don't. you really don't. And, and the, that market that they're hitting is the market that's buying the revolution that's that's yeah. supporting uh you know other yeah. makers and they're so right on with that because <clears throat> there's so many guys like us doing this work out of small spaces and then it's translating into a huge maker economy in fact i don't remember who was talking about it. i think it was the guys from um it's either on the handmade podcast or or yeah. it was um or it was on uh, making it maybe, but they were talking about the maker economy and That's, how it's yep. driving so much money. I talked it's, about that. You know, it's crazy. In uh, in my interview with Jeremy, we, we dove into that and uh, actually kind of cool uh, part of the video. Hopefully he, he puts it in there because I've got the work for it 
uh, belt buckle in there. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I love and it. And we did a little, like, little bit of leather work. You know, it's like we did an interview, had that all set up with all the lighting and everything else, and then he just kind of did some B-roll, you know, little table saw cutting, little band saw cutting, little leather work. And uh, for the leather work part, I was putting together a, a work for it podcast belt buckle. So that is so rad, uh, dude. But yeah, I- in the in the interview, you know, what I talked about was, uh, you know, just that I said, you know, a lot of people think manufacturing in our country is dead or it's it's dying or it's, you know, uh, uh, never going to be the same. And I said, well, you know, I would use the example of um, the, the 3d printed face shields when COVID first started, right? You talk about maker economy. There is an example. You literally could not purchase a clear transparency film, right? You, you just could not fucking find them elastic. Um, uh, what do you call it? Like just, you know, elastic banding like the banding. Yeah. You couldn't buy that shit. That's because every maker that had a 3D printer was 3D printing face shields. So you tell me, like, manufacturing's dead. Well, it's just got a new face. It's got a (laughs) new face. It's got a whole new face. It's not these mega corporate offerings. It's guys like Brian House. And, you know, I I used you as an example. It's guys like Brian House designing, building, and fulfilling orders for an industrial tool, you know, in an under 5,000 square foot space like that. That's unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 we up till up until we bought the new space, it was like less than 600 square feet. Right. And we were doing this, this work and it's like, you don't need it. It used to be, you used to have to have, you know, these enormous factories to do this work and you don't don't need it anymore. And now with like, you know, Shopify as your back end, they handle all your logistics for you. So you can just, you know, you, you go on your website, you process the order. It takes a credit card for you. It dumps the money in your account. You're I'm a one man band now. And this, and I'm just one of many, by the way, there's like so many people doing stuff like this. Um, I just had a big, long conversation with Chris Zepp just on Instagram uh, this morning, actually, because I'm looking for to for to get a tool that he has mm-hmm. and um you know talking with him about his particular path and you know like how he's you know making money or doing his business or whatever and he's quite a few years younger than I am you yeah, know so it's but- interesting to hear like his perspective on things and how positive he is about yeah. what is to come and you know when you look at guys like Chris Zepp and you think he's got a lot of irons in the fire, but he is totally unapologetic about yeah. how he goes about it. And he's so positive about it. So he again, so much Amazon. Money. He has, well, I shouldn't say he that. Must. I don't know for well, a fact, yeah. but he has to make so much Amazon money because he'll he, product reviews, it, right? He's he'll doing target that. videos just because he know you know, like the he fucking, knows, yeah. um, that metal router bit, the round over bit. That yep, cuts metal. You know, I bought one. I bought one. Yeah, I mean, I, I, your fucking brother did. I, I mean, bought one the second I, one. I saw him put the video out on Instagram, yeah. and he told me that he was going to do a YouTube video on it. I was like, oh, I better go buy one right now because they're going to be gone. Sure enough, yeah. by the time I already got to Amazon, they were sold out, and on well, e- I found one on eBay. So yeah, I mean, look, you know, you you choose a motor and they go. I mean, we are affecting 
pretty large economies, right? And and, and creating and economies, creating See, that, a new economy, a new economy. Like, Think about it in terms of this, like, for instance, like if you didn't know, if we didn't have like the social media followings that we have, or even if we didn't have the platforms that we have that were so good at distributing information, you wouldn't be able to do this work. I mean, wouldn't no. you agree? Like you, you wouldn't be able to no like way. a guy like me wouldn't be able to create a grinder. No one would know about it. No one the, would be the, able to like even figure mm, me out at all. The biggest, the, the, the widest net, <clears throat> I think the widest net that you could realistically cast would maybe be at like a county level. Um, yeah, that's if a good you got point. really, if you were in the upper, say three to 5% of businesses, maybe you could, you could be at a state level, right? I look at, um, breweries are an interesting example to, to look at that kind of reach, right? So the town that I grew up in has had straw brewery since 1872, right? Up until maybe 10 years ago, they distributed beer. One, well, they had, up until about 15 years ago, they basically had two beers. They had a lager and a, and a light, and the light only came on God knows when, but they basically had one beer, right? One, one flavor that sure. they made, and they did it in a three-state area. They did Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of New York. And that was about as far as they could distribute <clears throat> until, you know, again, started in 18 fucking 72. And you're looking at, you know, the 1990s and they still can only reach three states. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's like fat tire beer. On. Fat tire beer yeah, is the same way. The same way. They, they, yeah. they, they only distributed. Yeah, that was it. They, they, and then the Internet happens and we're able to and just look. Oh. Boom. You can make you can yeah. make big money moves or big business moves doing things <clears throat> that would only be on a county or state level. And it's yeah, it that's the art. That's the thing that I think a lot of the makers that I'm dealing with or talking with um, right now is that they're not thinking big enough because they don't right. really think it can be possible. And I keep trying to tell them, like, if we can do it, you can do it too. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that you're restricted. In fact, you have been given free tools to make as much money as you want. If you, yeah. if you really think about it. And once think, it's, once that perspective shift happens, yeah. the right kind of person jumps on it and, and becomes yeah. successful. I think most, I, I, I think, and, and I put myself in this category uh, we're afraid. <laughs> we're, we're afraid to push the limit because it might turn into something. As 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 goofy as that sounds, yeah, I know right? what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I've always been that way with my quote business. In fact, I, I mean, listen to me. I still don't even call it a business, right? Um, got almost fourteen thousand followers on a social, you know, on the leading social media platform been selling furniture for three straight years to whoever the hell will buy it. And I still don't call it a business because I'm afraid it might turn into a fucking business. There is know? a fear of success and it. I think it's because it's an, an, an unknown, but you also yeah, have to remember. What? Yeah. You're like, well, then what? And you just have to remember that you're at the helm. You're the captain. Yeah. You can make this thing as big or as little as you want. 
you don't have to take every single business opportunity that comes along. In fact, right. one of my favorite words of all time is no, we don't do that. We, you know what? We do one thing. We do it really well. And this is the yep. thing we do. And, and that once you realize that you don't have to take all that business if you don't want it, or you can restrict yourself and you can say, I only want to do this amount. That's a high class problem, by the way. I mean, if you're turning away work and turning away business, the smart businessman would say, how can we take it and still be comfortable? How can we take it and still service the customer correctly? And that's where Zepp has it right. Because I, and I've heard him say it countless times on their podcast and in his stories, right? We'll figure it out. You know, yeah, if, if you take that approach of when it happens or if it happens, we'll fucking figure it out. You know, like we're makers, we solve problems. It's what we love to fucking do. So if the problem you have to solve is exponential growth, boo fucking who (laughs) you know like you'll figure it out yeah and that's the key to every good entrepreneur anybody that i've ever taken a page out of their book they have that same mentality where they're just like you know i'm in control i can either i can figure it out if i want to or i can say no if i want to pull the whole plug on the whole dang thing and all right ben so to switch gears real quick because i've got a heart out i need to do a dad joke Real quick, and then I've got one more announcement. I don't have a, I don't have a tuba. Where's your trombone? Oh, trombone! (laughs) Where's our trombone guy? (sighs) He called in sick today. Man. All right, you ready for this? (laughs) Rudolph's here with his trumpet, but that doesn't work. (laughs) All right, Uh, I don't know if you know this about me, but I took student loans to get, and they got me through college. Yeah, I just don't even really feel like I can repay them. <laughs> you know why? Because they didn't do any good. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a terrible joke. It's terrible. It's terrible. All right. So real quick. All right. Uh, one more shift of gear. I have an announcement because uh, if you're listening to this and you participated in the uh, house made waffle slash raffle oh, yeah. that I had a raffle. week ago, well, the waffle raffle. Uh, that was an enormous success. We did it for an entire week. Yep. It went for an entire week and uh, a lot of people bought into it. So there's, but the odds are still really good. I think, I mean, it's like a really good, good, you still have really good odds to win. And then tonight, if you're listening to this on Thursday, which is, uh, let's see, that would be October 7th tonight. We are going to pull a name live and how I did it, uh, this time was we're not going to do physical printouts, but we're going to do mm-hmm. uh, because not everybody's getting a sticker pack. The way we did it was uh, a ten dollar yeah. entry just gets you an entry, and then twenty five bucks gets you three entries in a sticker pack, and then seventy five bucks we did a sticker pack, ten entries, and you got the plan set. So yeah, we kind of threw that. all that, that stuff badass. in. Yeah, it worked out really well, and a lot of people were stoked to just buy in and you know that that kind of stuff. So. Um, we are going to be pulling a name. So I, I have all of the names in a spreadsheet and then I created, I attributed a number to each name. And if your name, if you bought a 10 pack, some people bought more than one 10 pack, um, that you're, you would get more than one number attributed to your name. 
So if you got, nice. if you bought 10 uh, tickets or 10 pack of tickets, you got 10 numbers attributed to your name. So that you have that many you could be, that could be pulled um, and, and so on and so on. But um, a lot of people were like, Sweet. why didn't you pull the name like the day you ended the thing? And it's like, well, well. I have to do the, what I like to call um, my checks and balances is that yep, yep, I want yep. to ensure hmm. And I mean, I went through and pulled up and up, right? 25, 30 names out and just double checked against the accounting that that like, and, and some people bought tickets too, not through the website. So they paid me directly through PayPal. So I had to go through yeah, all of those. Sticky, right? It got a little sticky. It was like, okay, yeah. I want to verify and make sure that I get everybody's name in here the proper amount of times. Mm. And yep. I'm not going to just do it willy nilly. So I really wanted to double check. Not it. for so, something that big, you know. Yeah, it's not like you're giving away a, a fucking twenty dollar paint sprayer from some company that, yes, isn't you exactly. <laughs> I I really wanted to make sure that we got everybody's name in there, and did it right, and we now know that we did that because I double crossed and double checked and um, cool. you know all the things. What time? Uh, what time are you pulling it? I think I'm going to do around around um, seven o'clock Eastern. So everybody will be done with dinner and then we'll do, you know, I'll just set up two phones and we'll do live on Facebook, live on Instagram. So if you, you follow me on Instagram, find me there. If you follow me on Facebook, find me there or whichever you'll find okay. us there and then we'll pull a name and you don't have to be present to win. I don't even know right. why this is a thing anymore. People are asking me this, like, do I have why, to watch the feed? I don't know. Apparently that was a thing at one time that you had to be present to win oh, a raffle. If, yeah. And I'm I've like, heard I, of that. I've heard but of that too, but like 40 years ago, like a, a fucking dinner party, you know, I know or a, I, a basketball yeah. game in high school or. Yeah. And I appreciate it that people are being thorough. I mean, I understand, sure, sure. you know, I get it, but no, you don't have to be around it. In fact, the guy that won the last one, he wasn't even, he didn't even watch the live feed. He didn't even know he won. And then uh, Not, yeah, right. I FaceTimed him and I was like, Hey, you just won. He was like, Holy shit. So I got to see his reaction, which was cool. You know, that's so. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, while we're on the topic of, um, of, uh, raffles and support and all that stuff, I, um, I went on our Patreon today. Yes. I noticed we're up to 10. We have 10 patrons. patrons. Is that true? Yep. <clears throat> yep. And I got a, I got a little challenge. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to throw it down here. If, if we hit 15 patrons by the 15th of October, I will personally send everyone a very cool token of our appreciation. So five more patrons in nine so you days. A, you, you buy in. You got. You. We have to have five more people. Special. Uh, and this uh, is the work for it. The Patreon.com forward slash work for it. All right, work I'm into it. it. Now, are you going to give us a, a hint? Month. Are we giving us a hint on what this is, or are, are you still kind of C and seed? Oh, all right. Yeah, it'll be C and seed, Fantastic. and there could be two things in there. I'm thinking. Got, I, I like got this. Two cool little things I've been like working this. on. I like yep. this a lot. Okay, all right, very good. So we need five more patrons. That's asking a lot, I think, because <laughs> Patreon it for is. us is like it pretty is. slow it growing. Is. But, but no, you know, the thing about Patreon is is that I think, you know, we don't do like any incentives or anything really for patrons. It's just like a straight up support situation there. And that's asking a lot, I think. It is. But so 
and the other thing that I'll that I'll mention, obviously, I'm gonna have a fair bit of time away from my workshop and a fair bit of time, um, well, quite frankly, secluded in a in a <clears throat> in a room uh, with without anybody to visit with but my mother, who who doesn't. Well, my mom's actually quite the maker, but um, she'll probably be sewing quilts and shit like that. So unless I'm going to take up sewing, I'm going to be taking a lot of leather work back with me and that kind of stuff. But uh, I will also be ramping up social media presences and my own website and all that kind of stuff. So I, I have seen recently some folks who are doing some really cool stuff on Patreon and uh, I think yeah i'd like to step it up a little bit so well Join i'm us into on that patreon yeah i'm looking here uh yeah we're at uh it's like 34 dollars a month about so that's yeah. pretty cool yeah. i haven't actually looked at this i need to look at it more but uh i haven't either but i was looking at it today and i thought you know there's different ways to support the show the biggest way you can support the show is share it right yeah like that's, that's I, yeah by I think far that too. Share it with a friend, you know, the the money's cool and whatever. I mean, listen to us both, right? Like, oh, fuck, I haven't checked this in like six months. I know, I feel like an asshole. <laughs> so I need to look into it. I, it's, the money's it's, great. The, and I dislike I the way it. Patreon does things, though. I, just, I do, too. I don't like their do UI. Too. There's a lot of problems with it's it. and clung- kludgy. Yeah, it's very but, clunky. Uh, so if if you would like to support us on patreon but you don't like patreon and you have another creative way to support us let us know and i'll still send you the cool gift i'll probably end up sending it to the patrons anyway if we don't hit 15 but... <laughs> <laughs> it's, fart, folks, it's, it's you know? not a fart in a bag is it i mean it's not something no. silly like that okay all right, all right no all right, very good. i would gosh I you would, just won I, this I, gift I at least at least leave a turd in there you know? <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I'm going to say this is a show. Yeah. Ben, Ben, I appreciate you, buddy. And Man, I, I really appreciate you, you showing up today, you know, um, yeah. unlike Dr. Cohn. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, listen, if you're if you're a part of the Work For It podcast or Housework or Ben Butler or B-Cone Knives uh, support system, we truly appreciate you. And I want you to know that without you guys, we would be nothing up here. We, I mean, it's Man. just... I feel like we're we we have such a great crew of people that listen in and support us and everything we do and I just I am forever grateful. I hope you know that. You've changed my yeah. life so much and that if there's um you know when people think of uh like a life-changing event, you know, usually it's a medical problem or like a car accident or something crazy like that. It was the day that I decided to do this was like my major life change, you know, yeah. and um, but I did, I knew I couldn't do it alone. So I appreciate right. everyone who has supported me. And in turn, I will support you as much as humanly possible. Cause I say this and I'm going to try to say this in every episode that support is a two way street. And you'll notice that I'm it going is. through social media and I'm always checking out posts and, you know, through the WFI projects hashtag, you know, we're able to really consolidate and find, you know, our followers yeah. there. But also, I'm out there surfing and, and being inspired and then letting others know that they've inspired me. You're 100% right. I, you know, and I I criticize no growth on Instagram and the platform, this, that, and the other thing. But you are a shining example of that truth. And, and I will take it back 
and I'll eat my words because for every time I complain about not growing on social media, I point those fingers right back at myself. Two years ago, I made it my quest every week to comment on at least 20 new makers posts. Even if I only looked at one of their things and thought, man, that's cool. Right. I would find, I would search that out and I would do that. So I encourage folks to do that. Don't feel like you're being a dick or you're, you know, even if you got some advice, find a, find a nice way to say it or whatever, you know, and, and reach out to people because man, when you start doing that, it is phenomenal. And when you stop doing that, <laughs> social media is not nearly as fun. And I can tell you that as somebody who's been on a little bit of a sabbatical here, you're right. I don't get a bunch of comments and I don't get a bunch of messages, but I'm also not leaving messages on other people's shit. Yeah, that's so right. Why would I expect people to just read? Who the fuck am I? Think about being <laughs> at a party, right? And no one's yeah. talking to you. What do you do? You walk up to a group of people and you start hanging out. And that's what social media yeah. is. And you got to look at it like that. Like every single time someone comments on my stuff, I always go to look like, am I, am I yeah. following them? Or are they, you know, how does that work? Yep. And if they're, if I'm not, I always hit that follow button. And it's because the more people I'm following and the more people they're following and you're following is it's creating that network of people yeah. that you can rely on. So, um, and, and social somebody, media is important, I think big time important. Yeah. Support somebody that will be surprised to see your support. That's like my challenge. And, and I, I still get such a charge out of that, you know, and like having a fair number of followers and it's, it doesn't mean jack shit. Right. But every now and then I'll make a comment on somebody's post or on somebody's feed and they're like, holy shit awesome <laughs> you know and it's it makes like, their day it really does yeah and you don't have to have you don't have to have a hundred followers to make somebody's day right it's it's so easy to make somebody's day so when jimmy Duresta started following me i was oh in, man and, and by the way chris zepp when he friended me on facebook i was just like god that's crazy chris is, yeah it's crazy it is it's crazy world, i'm like the world is small because the, these are the people think, that i look up to and it made yes. it made me feel like I was part of the group. You're there. And yeah, yeah. It was really cool. And so. and I think sometimes people think the maker community is so vast, but what you realize the more you play the game or the more you're involved in this community is that it gets smaller and smaller and smaller, right? The the number of people consistently trying to be part of this community and sticking with it over long term, you know, years. Those those numbers are fairly small, and and it's a great community to be to be a part of. I agree, a hundred percent. Amen. Why Amen. Pick up kids. All right, amigo. Hey, listen. I appreciate you as always, Dude, and I want you. you to know that I am hoping you have an awesome work week ahead. Hell's yeah, man! All right, Whether amigo. you're working for it or just pretending. <laughs> keep, on, keep on grinding baby keep on grinding all right everybody have a great work week this is brian house and ben butler signing off for the work for it podcast adios adios goodbye 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 <laughs> i missed that goodbye goodbye <laughs> i missed I'm it starting to make it into other podcasts now i heard it on hustle and grind ah yes of course of course
Adios. Later.
big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.